Hey there, friends. He Said, He Said is brought to you by Bar Sue, your friendly, slightly divey neighborhood cocktail bar located at 1407 14th Avenue in Seattle. So next time you're on the hill with your girlfriends and you're a little thirsty, stop by Bar Sue and get a drink. Trust me, you won't be disappointed. Now let's get this show started. Oh, space bar. <laughs> what does that even mean? That's what the command you pushed when you said one. Okay. <laughs> You're so shady. Hey, everybody. I'm Jay. And I'm Ray. And this is He Said, He Said. You're a podcast in your ears and make you shake your ears. We're here. We've been here for almost a year. Oh, you and your rhymes. You're I'm a poet. A poet. <laughs> but I'm so excited that we're here this week. Are you excited? I'm always excited. That is a lie. But no, I am really excited about um, being here with you. Uh, you know, it, it's love. Love is in the air. Mm. And, you know, I just. It's hot in here. <laughs> I can't imagine being here right now with anyone other than you. And. Well, you are here with someone else other and, than me. And, and, I was I was getting to that. Our very, very super special guest, Miss Casey Carter. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us this week. We are doing a month. Is it a month of? Yeah. So for the remainder of the month, we'll have a guest uh, on our podcast. So we're super excited to the inauguration of the month being Casey Carter. I'm breaking it. I'm breaking it in. We're no longer a virgin in April. (laughs) Can I tell you guys my favorite part of the podcast is the beginning to see what you're going to (laughs) do and what you're going to (laughs) say. It's always random. Sets the tone. No, I know it's random because he's always so so shocked. (laughs) And I'm always like, "Uh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Thank you, guys. So I guess we'll start like we usually do. First, we need to know who Casey is. Oh, my God. Yes. Listen, look at me. I'm just like, oh, la-di-da. Back to the the messages at hand. But no, um, Miss Casey Carter is um, very well known in these podcast streets Mm. in the city of Seattle. Hashtag gold. Um, so please um, tell us about some of or all of the things that you're doing. Well, currently I am the host of the Glow Up podcast and uh, my background comes from supporting the Seattle music scene, though. Um, I had a big music blog, MissCaseyCarter.com, which turned into the blowup.co. Yes. And I love that. Thank you. Yeah, it was just supporting the scene. And I think that's kind of how my name has been built is just being a person supporting everybody and showing everybody love and um then i started recently working with cube 93 which is a blessing because i grew up listening to cube 93 which is like the biggest hip the only hip-hop station in seattle there's not many um so it's such a blessing so then i've been able to do digital media with them start a podcast with them called miss casey carter's tea of the week and um we have something even bigger coming this Uh-oh. week. Ooh, so basically like, what you're saying is follow you. Yes, follow me at Miss Casey Carter. Um, but again, I'm here because I love supporting everybody from Seattle. Like Seattle, the Northwest, it's my home. It's where I'm from. It's who made me who I am. And there's so many talented people here. So, And we yeah. love that. And we're not from here. Yeah. So it's always nice to be I able to. I mean, we live here now, though, bitch. 
from from you oh, missed from that, that <laughs> I missed that word. Oh, okay, maybe you should take it easy on that brown. <laughs> um, but we're not from here. But it's always awesome to be able to connect with people who are from here, especially people who are from here who are warm like you are. Thank because you. Seattle does have kind of a reputation for being a little bit of a cold fish. I'm fine with it. I was just talking to somebody. She's from China at my job, and she was saying like, "I love Seattle. It's great." She's like, "But there's this thing when people just." They don't want to talk to you. And I was like, it's called the Seattle freeze. Yes. She was like, I've never heard of that before. And I was like, no, it exists. Like, no, I, I, for me, it's a test every day. So I have to get in the elevator to go to my office. Yeah. And for me, it's a test. I'm like, Casey, you have to like get out of your head. I don't care who it is. Say hello to this person. Ask them what floor they're on. Tell them to have a good day when they're exiting the elevator. It's almost like New York is like that. New York City is Is very much so like that. It's different, though. It's New York is like everyone's on a mission to True. go get the money, do whatever. Like they're trying to survive in Seattle. They're surviving. They're living. Even the yeah. homeless right. people are cool here. <laughs> no but, no it, you know, and it's like there's a huge difference with the reason why people are on their own shit. And I think here it's just like I think it's just more of a social like um, like being in front of people makes mm. it feel awkward mm-hmm. versus like it's never a fence. No, I think it's never no, personal. It's no. like, so that's the one thing we had to learn really quickly. And also finding your tribe or your circle, like is difficult here in Seattle, but it's been a journey. And here we are. We're very, we're very excited and shout out to social media. Cause that is how we connected with Casey. It mm-hmm. is all through hashtags. You know, I was out in these streets using them <laughs> hashtags and, and I found the glow up and then I was like, bitch, I'm, I'm about to glow up. <laughs> So this shit, this content got me right because, you know, I'm I'm in these streets trying to, you know, be a better person and every day, all day. <laughs> trying and succeeding, dear. Trying and succeeding. Both of you guys are. <laughs> but we always start the episodes off with asking how everyone was there, how each, I can't even talk. Maybe this brown is a moment. We how, on these old fashioned. Yes. Um, so Casey, we'll start with you. How was your week? The week has been good. Um yeah, it's been chill. I think I was talking about how I think I shared a meme on my Instagram story. Jomo joy of missing out. Mm-hmm. Right. Don't you love that as an adult? So one of my girlfriends canceled on me Friday yes, night. I love that. So I was like, boom, I don't even care. And then on Saturday, yes. <laughs> my stepdaughter even canceled Ooh, on us. Yes. And if you think that friends canceling on you feels good, a kid canceling okay. on you, like I was like, whoa, this is a whole nother high. Yes. Like, but you know, it's interesting you bring that you say you brought up the Jomo thing because it actually made me think of therapy because, you know, we're all at this table listening to the globe. We're all advocates of of therapy. And I've learned through therapy the benefits of being still. Mm-hmm. And that Jomo is definitely, it's a word yeah, for it's me. Like, I don't have to go anywhere. So it's been that. A lot of just chilling. A lot of. Um, that sounds amazing. Trying to catch up. <laughs> like, that's the thing. I've, I've been so busy and I just, I want to be able to not feel like I'm so stressed out. I get. I get um, really stressed out when I'm not in control of all my work. <laughs> and like, I, that and sounds wait, like somebody's sign? <laughs> what's your sign? I'm a Pisces. Ah, oh, that's interesting trait for a Pisces in yeah. my experience. Because usually Pisces aren't like that, but I love that about I'm you. I'm very controlling. Which, isn't like a moon sign something too? Oh, the, I'm not that. I don't big. know about that either. Yeah. I'm, I, I, I hung up my Miss Cleo hair. I'm Filipino, maybe. Oh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's your excuse, bitch? <laughs> well, thank you for asking. My week was great. 
Um, I we ended up going. Well, Friday we went to Mopop. They had the Prince exhibit opened. How was that? Um, it. Ooh, um, I would on. say tea. Yeah. Spill it. I would say it's not what you expect. Okay. So did you go to the, the Nirvana exhibit there? I only went to Hello Kitty Got and it. Marvel. Okay, so the <laughs> the Nirvana exhibit was amazing because it had a lot of like just it had a lot of things other than just pictures. Prince's definitely the estate definitely had a heavy hand in what they allowed access mm. to this exhibit. Um, it was basically photos of prints by photographers or artists that were hired by him. So it wasn't horrible. It just didn't need a launch party. Agreed. So for me, and like, I'm a pretty big Prince fan. Like I've, I've all, not always, but for the most part, loved Prince. So for me, I was expecting it to be more about him and his artistry. And it was definitely more about the artists who like did the works. So that was like the start of our weekend, which was fun, right? Um, we were there with friends, so that made it fun. Then we went to Portland this weekend. Um, we ended up having an amazing time. Food in Portland is like magical. It's ridiculous. I don't know what they put in that shit, but it's just so good. Um, so if you ever need, when you're going to Portland, if you ever need places to eat, hit us up. We also saw Pink when we were down there, and I don't know what that bitch is doing, but she's in these streets hanging from strings from the ceiling and twirling around, and I don't know about you, but I can't do it, and this bitch is doing it while she's singing. Yeah, that is talent, and uh, that was our weekend, It was, and here we are now. I'm back, and I'm tipsy off this liquor because we went also into a distillery. Well, this shit's out, lit. Shot out to straight... It's called. I can't even talk, bitch. I am lit. Straight away, uh, it's or they have um, these mixed drinks that are delicious. Let me drink some water and pass this mic to Ray so I don't sound foolish. Mm-mm. So you can't talk, you can't read, you can't do anything right about now. That's okay. It's we, fine. We haven't even started. It's fine. It's fine. We'll we'll get there hopefully. Um, my week. My week was just like your week, bitch. I mean, like <laughs> we're always together, That's which is really like, ridiculous. Talking about each other's week, I'm like, but our there's no way like, he would be able happening? to answer. My fiance would be like, "Is the same fucking week?" Exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> I went to pretty much all the places he went to, except for work. Um, we had a really good time in Portland. Let me tell you. So, for anybody who is even um, a um, a, a, a small or if you like pink just a little bit when i tell you you do not know pink until you have seen her live show like if it's not on your bucket list it needs to be like if you enjoy concerts at all if you enjoy big productions at all if you like broadway if you like cirque du soleil if you like any of those things you like live singing you need to go and see pink this bitch started this show literally swinging from a chandelier wow and singing full on it was fucking amazing from the beginning to end it's always funny to me because her audience is like the kids all the way up to like the grandma and they are getting their entire lives most of them white i just i don't know what it is but i love to watch white people dance. except the girl behind us she like <laughs> made it very known to anyone everyone around her she actually said it multiple times that she was black uh did you hear that no, the one sitting right behind me. Yeah, and she was with her mom, and she was cursing at her mom, and her mom was laughing. It just was, I thought it was very entertaining. She looked white, though? She she had natural hair, but, like, all of her features, you could tell she was mixed. Okay. But, like, she was she was definitely fair-skinned, Um. So, but she kept announcing, 
that no one was clapping on B and oh, people were she dancing. She wanted you to know. Yeah, she was she was she was announcing that she was not like her mother. Okay. She's like, that wasn't me, that wasn't me, that wasn't me, that wasn't me. I Portland mean it's in is, Portland. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, that's Portland. <laughs> Portland. But shout out to Portland. Great time. From one entertainer to the next, we have some updates for keeping up with the Carters, bitch. Because Beyonce's in these streets doing secret releases. And she this time she said, fuck you, HBO, and how you doing, Netflix. So I hope y'all renewed your subscription. I know it went up and y'all, you know, trying to collect your coins for the year. But this is not a drill. Homecoming is, co- Homecoming is set to come to your DVRs or... Not DVRs because it's not Netflix. On 417 <laughs> on Netflix. So Beyonce, if you remember, she performed on Coachella last year. Last year. And it was a historic event. You know, Coachella is known for being very Caucasian um, in their in their who they announce as their sets, if you will, or headliners. But Beyonce came in and said, I'm going to make this the most black festival you have ever you've ever had. And I am going to celebrate HBCUs. In all of its glory. And that is what this homecoming is. It's an intimate documentary that will share um, the inception of the ideas and also the execution. So I'm excited for it. I know where I'll be on April 17th on my sofa drinking some lemonade ready. (laughs) Okay. And Beyonce, I know she is ready to just take all of my edges and they're partially gone already with lemonade (laughs) from two, three years ago. So, Ray, what are your thoughts on this? So, first of all, if we could just talk about the the rollout for anyone who wasn't paying attention, because not everybody pays attention to this type of stuff. But um, it was Netflix and they tweeted out. So it said homecoming with a date. But the font of the word actually used the same font as Beachella. So like on all of the merch and, and everything, we saw the yellow and the pink from the two weekends. So everybody's like, wait, what's going on? So then, of course, people are like. Well, what if this is just like some fucking type of catfish and like it's not really Beyonce? Um, but I think within like a few days, Netflix actually started a few releasing hours. <laughs> Netflix actually started releasing things. They released a trailer, this, that, and the other thing. But I so I have a question for the room, which is this. Um I know that when Beachella actually happened, some people had a problem with Beyonce appropriating HBCU culture because she didn't actually go to an HBCU. So the listeners that may not be aware of the culture, what is an HBCU, Ray? Historically black college or university. Okay, so now continue your question. (laughs) So, I I mean, repeat my Uh, question. (laughs) So, my actually, we'll start with Casey. Casey, what are your thoughts on that? Because I know that it was all over black Twitter. They were in these streets dragging her. Are you serious? I didn't know this. Yeah, they were dragging her saying, like, you shouldn't be, you know, celebrating HBCUs. You were, um, say my name, say my name, bitch. You not in these streets. Talk about Those people sound really sad. Yeah. I don't care if nobody went to my high school or whatever was from Seattle. If you're celebrating my city and you have a platform as big as Beyonce, Mm -hmm. like, Please keep doing it. Like, first of all, like there will never be any Beyonce slander over on Boom. this <laughs> this end over Boom. here. Okay, I was at home. Ready. My friends were at my friends were at that weekend. Yes. But I was at home eleven o'clock on a Saturday night Girl, yes. waiting for Post Malone's ass yes. to get the fuck off yes. the stage. Yes. And you were all of us. <laughs> my I was home alone. No yes. one was home with yes. me. I kid you oh, this not. Is a story. Yes, I'm right. My voice was raspy the yes. next day. I had no voice because of how much I was screaming every single moment. Yes. Like, 
perfection at its okay. finest. Like, and you know, we were on the East Coast for a wedding, okay. so it was four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, and exactly, and, and we set the had alarm. No problem. We set the yeah, alarm. Yeah, you had no problem. I was hella tired. I was pissed as fuck, and we had just landed like maybe four or five hours before that. So Beyonce had my edges, perfection. and it was worth every minute of exactly. being up. But and those people that that have all this shade about it, my thoughts is that. Not only did she celebrate the culture, she also launched a scholarship program program that year um, called the Homecoming Scholars Award Program. See, she told us real quick that this was coming. Told y'all. Y'all gotta pay attention in these streets. Which provided historically (laughs) black colleges and universities, HBCUs, each $25,000 scholarship to award to a student of their choice. So basically, not only was she celebrating the culture, she was giving back. So to your point, Casey, like... Celebrate the culture, give back, celebrate us, like bring us with you. Because I actually just had this conversation today with a friend of mine that, you know, and I like shared some tea with her, like, hey, use this site, use this the service, et cetera, that and the other. And I'm like, she's like, oh, you're so nice. You did your research. I said, no, we don't win unless all of us win. So it's like bringing your friend along or bringing the culture along. That's that's we're winning. And that's what she did right here. And I think you're to your point, Casey, like that's exactly right. It's like, does it matter if she went to an HBCU or not? The other thing that kind of makes me laugh when I think about it is how many of like the haters even went to an HBCU? That that sounds like the (laughs) ultimate like Internet troll of like, just they always have something to say. These are like the people who I see in the shade room who like say the most ignorant thing. And then I click on their profile and it's like a private Private. page. (laughs) Private, Or it's like just some not so attractive woman you know (laughs) or it's just like really young person so Mm -hmm. i feel like we live in this world where there's always going to be people who always going to be on the opposition and it's like clickbait they they want yeah they want to be followed liked retweeted you know shared and that's we live in this culture where it's like that so it's but like you said like you like beyonce is beyonce like ray said last episode Beyonce is literally our generation Michael Jackson. Yeah, no, she I I low key wish they didn't promote this. I wish it would have just been just a surprise. Dropped. Yeah. Um, since that's like been her theme along the lines yeah. of her releases. Can you imagine? Exactly. We would have all been on social bits? media, just like boom, boom, boom. Now we're like, all right, we know it's on Netflix. We can watch it any like Can you I'm, imagine like I'm not opening super up to watch excited. like to open, watch like queer queer eye for the straight guy, and then Beyonce is on that screen. Oh, bitch! I would That's literally shat myself. Those are the best moments, w- that, and that she's been able to provide us. That's so with those moments where it's just like, let me go open up Netflix. Yeah. Oh, bitch, hold up! Yeah. Did you see this? Did you see yes. this? Like she, but she that created that for us, and it's like, but obviously, I'm sure contracts with Netflix. Right. Had it been in her control, yeah, she would have started her own damn Netflix, yes. <laughs> which they need to. Damn it. They the may world have stopped. Yeah. They may have also been worried just about traffic if they did it that way. That's And true. what that would mean for traffic <laughs> because you figure the, the hive is going to come mm-hmm. and they're going to come day one. Mm-hmm. They're gonna, at midnight, they're going to be looking for it. And they probably were worried about what would happen if like Ooh. everybody came to Netflix at the very same time. Goodness. I wonder if it will go live at 9 p.m. on the West Eastern, Coast. Right? Because low key, I, I will take this shit and then I will jump on the sofa and be ready in these streets to watch the homecoming. I know. But I this week, Beyonce was she was ready because she also gave us the new headline that Blue Ivy is relaunching. Blue Ivy. Beyonce Ivy Park, I'm sorry, is relaunching. She decided to say peace up A-Town down to Topshop amidst the headlines <laughs> of Sir Philip Green 
sexual harassment allegations back in Q4 of last year. So that would be like November, December timeframe. And now she's with Adidas and she announced that this relaunch will involve shoes, which I scratched my hair, my head for that. Like shoes? Like what are these blue? What are these Ivy Park shoes going to look like? Shoes are funny too. Yeah. Know? Like, um, but she's with Adidas. <laughs> Adidas has done great things. things So I'm intrigued to see this. (laughs) It also was rumored at first with Reebok that she walked out of a meeting, which was definitely her team denies that she was in a meeting and she noticed she asked the question, is everyone at this table going to be a part of my relaunch? And they said, yes. She looked around and she said, none of these people look like me. So I, she walked, it was alleged that she walked out of the meeting that her team came out and said that did not happen. So well, let y'all know in these streets that that is a rumor. It is Who's not that true. Who's guy who said that on the news? Yeah, I was like, I don't even know him. And That's I, he, the only they, reason I believed it. Yeah, he was, some, I, when I read, I think, I want to say he's some part of the media that's relevant to that, to that area. Like, I don't okay, remember. Okay, so he's not like on Ivy Park. Or... No, no, exactly. And that's why I was like, wait, who is this white man? And what does he know about the meeting Damn, that Beyonce can't believe was shit. <laughs> you can't. Not even, not even from the news, bitch. Like, and I felt like piping and Piping tea when he said that. I was like, fuck a Reebok, bitch. Ain't nobody wearing that shit. Right? But the nurse is at the hospital, bitch. So, because <laughs> them classics were the shit back in the day, but they're not classic anymore. Yeah. So it's interesting because she apparently then, um, she bought or acquired 100% of her company or of, of the brand after that. So mm-hmm. after the, not after what you just said, but after the allegations with the, the guy, the top shop guy. Top shop. And that's, isn't that somebody's I didn't even know that. dad? Yes, it's um, Prison Bay. Yes. You know Prison Bay? Oh, that's her dad. That's yeah, her dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. So Prison Bay, he better watch him because, you know, we don't know what Sir, what's his name? Topshop got that fire, man. Sir Philip, not... Philip Green, he might be down for the swirl. He don't know. Um, so be careful in these streets. But I would have to say that, you know, I'm, I'm proud of Beyonce. I'm actually intrigued that Nike was not part of the conversation maybe they were adidas is killing it though like they got that pharrell deal they have a lot of other things going on like i fuck with adidas i don't own any adidas Mm -hmm. and they they seem to be they seem to be a little bit more um in the music space as opposed to a sports Mm. space which might be why she was with them but she did release a statement where she said this is a partnership of a lifetime for me adidas has had tremendous success in pushing creative boundaries. We share a philosophy that puts creativity, growth, and social responsibility at the forefront of business. I look forward to relaunching and expanding Ivy Park on a truly global scale with a proven dynamic leader. Is that a little bit of shade? No. Blue Ivy in these streets writing these captions, bitch. And she also (laughs) wrote this. I'm telling you, she wrote this press release. You can't tell me a bitch that twirls her hair at like six years old doesn't know how to write globally. Blue Ivy is, she, she's with the shit. She runs everything, and you can see it. Wait, did, what did you, well, Casey, did you see the meme that was going with Blue Ivy showing the dancers how to do the hair hairography? No, I haven't seen the meme. Oh, I saw the video of her, but I didn't see the meme. There's a meme but going around. But, like, I know she, hilarious. she's telling everybody what to do. I know she found the person who took that picture and sent it out. They're they're in trouble. She's like, how dare you? Uh, and then the, I'll, I'll just add one thing to oh. cutesy this oh. week before we move on. Oh, wait. Uh. <laughs> 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 Wait, 
That, you almost had it. You, you guys, had the first hold part on. Now let me cut you off before <laughs> you continue. My best yes. friend's name, her middle name is, she's Kenyan, and her ma- her middle name is Nasinia. Okay. And yes. that's, we sing to her all the time. Ah, <laughs> uh, Nasinia. <laughs> that is great. <laughs> but that segues into, um, I don't know if either of you saw, but today, um, apparently Disney released a full trailer for the live action, even though it's a computer computer generated um, Lion King. So there's a trailer and it actually, it's but there was no Beyonce in these streets. Okay. So I was going to get to that. Um, She's not in the trailer, but she's in the movie. So I felt like it deserved a mention. We are 100 days out from the release of this film. Okay. So that, that is soon. And I think there's going to be much, much money to be made. Like this is a license for Disney to print money. This is the kind of movie I will literally go to the midnight showing. No shade. <laughs> they be playing it early Why? the day before, like seven. Who's the little boy? There's a little boy who's playing young Simba, who's super famous for something he recently did. Mm. What did we? Oh no, I need to figure it out. <laughs> I, I do. I do. Remember. Oh no, no, no! It's the girl from Us is playing young Nala. Oh shit! Yes, I read okay, this. Okay, that's yeah. what it is. Okay. Girl, if you ain't seen Us, you need to just be canceled. Yeah, you uh, do. And if you if you haven't seen Us, there is a theater near you to go see it. But that, my friends, is cutesy. Now moving up to, on to Unfiltered, Unbothered. This next story, it got me ready. Ray, tell you put this in the notes, and I was like, they see me rolling. What? <laughs> so uh, I actually, um, I just happened to see this story because um, I follow the market a little bit. Market, I mean the stock market. Um, and Lyft actually went public recently, um, and then. I knew that Casey was coming and Casey, you have the glow up. Um, so I felt like it would be fitting to talk about rapper Chameleon Air because it turns out that this guy who you may or may not know from 2006, he had a hit song yeah. called Riding Dirty. <laughs> I'm not going to sing it. You want to sing it? I already tried. They see me rolling. They hating. The police trying to catch me riding dirty. I'm, I've been drinking. Y'all. <laughs> trying to catch me riding dirty. Trying to, okay, so uh, so it's that song. So, and, and and I think 2006 is when the song came out. He broke ringtone records back then. Yes, and now. Because <laughs> <laughs> yes, I had yes, it. Yes, that gives you an idea of the year. But now he is very well known in investment circles. He is an angel investor. So for anybody who doesn't know, angel investors essentially are um, investors who are affluent individuals who provide capital for um, businesses as startups, usually in exchange for convertible debt or ownership equity. So get this. I know. That's what I was going to say. Come on, Shark Tank. So so get this. So Chameleon Air has invested in companies such as Maker Studios, which was acquired by Disney for $700 million. Yo. Cruise, which I don't even know what that is, um, but it was acquired by General Motors for $1 billion. Billion with a B. Who is his wife? (laughs) She is winning. I didn't do that research. Damn. She stayed down for the cause. Ring, which I know we all know what that is. It's a video doorbell system. Which was recently acquired by Amazon. I can't remember how much that was acquired for. And I think then they actually were on. They were on Shark Tank. Ring. And yes, and they were. No one gave them a deal, and then they went to Amazon. Mm, interesting. So there was all of that, and then as I stated before, um, the reason that I got hip to this is because he also was an early investor in Lyft, 
which when it went public, um, it originally was valued at over $20 billion, but that's settled a little bit right now to about $15 billion. And he's also started his own startup, Convos, which the industry is watching very closely. But the thing that I love about what I read about him is that um, he made it a point when the lift thing happened to kind of say, you know, there's this reputation that I have in the streets of like just wanting money. Like it's all about wealth. It's just about accumulating wealth. And he's like, no, my thing is I saw a space where there weren't very many black or brown people. And he was like, and that's what made me want to do this. He's like, I wanted to be in that space and I wanted to help other people realize, um, you know, how advantageous it is to be in that space. So I was like, okay, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, no, it's incredible to see somebody like that take their winnings from whatever they've done and invest them back into something like that and be an example to other young people of color to say, hey, this isn't this isn't just a field for older white men to do, but hey, people like us, we should take our, we don't have to buy jewelry all the time, Whoa. buy Hello. cars and Clothes. all this stuff that, that just depreciates in value. Like right. here, this is something like, let me just sit back, let my money grow. Like, look at Nas, for example. Nas is a perfect example. One. He, he like, actually was a part of um, Lyft as well. He okay. He invested in Lyft. I actually, yeah. in my research, I Googled, and there was like 15 angel investors, and Nas was one of them, and he's invested in multiple tech companies, to your point. Yeah. Like, he's giving back and, you know, lifting up. The saddest thing I will say, though, is that um, it's – a lot of times people just don't talk about this. This isn't what the news covers. Mm. Hey, blah, 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 invested in this, you know, all this stuff like Nipsey right. Hustle. No one knows all the mm. amazing thing he things he's done, right. you know? So it's, it's people like us who are responsible for being in control of the narrative right. and sharing stories like this because on, Sadly, I didn't even know that he was. Yeah. I mean, I knew Chameleonaire was doing his thing, yeah. but I didn't know he was also involved with Lyft, which uh, right. everyone knows what Lyft is. Um, Spectacular from Pretty Ricky is another yes. person yeah. who really? has become. Yeah, he's like top something on the Fortune 500. Yeah, he was what? Also, he, was, he was on that list. Yeah, there was like 100 people. Yeah, from like a social media company. So like, I can't that. What's beautiful about this, and also shout out to Chameleonaire's wife. Her oh, name okay. is Deirdre Sarecki. <laughs> you can tell she's been down she since been the down beginning. She's been down. And <laughs> also, Chameleonaire is only 39 years old. Look at that. See? So, this like, can that be you, guys. This could be y'all. And this he's 5'10", in case y'all were wondering, and 172 pounds. One and song. He, and he has a, he gets a kid named Xavier. But you know what? I love that you bring up... Um, like people that we we didn't realize, and in this case, we didn't realize, unfortunately, for the larger group until he was gone. Nipsey has really, you know, obviously been in been in all of the headlines based on what's happened in L.A. But we have on our list this week that he actually owned his masters. But beyond that, like I have some things about Nipsey that I actually was pretty amazed by. So. Last week, we talked about how he sold um, his mixtape for $100 each, but he also he sold a thousand copies of that. And what's really amazing, the article I read about him was that he was ahead of his time and a lot of people didn't realize it. So in this, you're like, first of all, like a mixtape for $100, like what the fuck are you getting for that? He like, did one for a thousand too. That's crazy. And the thing about it, like these things were basically the bundles that you get now when you buy concert tickets. Like, his pricey physical copies were numbered. They were autographed. They include a ticket to their future performance. And 
he basically billed them as like a deluxe edition. Like the industry is now doing this. Like that's what's crazy is like people are literally selling their albums as a way to get a code to buy a song, to buy yeah. a song or buy a ticket. So like Nipsey was on, he was on it. He also, so the strip mall that Marathon Clothing was in, he bought that. The whole the strip whole mall, strip you guys. mall. Yes. And he wanted to include a barbershop, a Creole um, seafood restaurant, a store where locals could purchase prepaid cell phones, um, fragrances, and more, and really giving back to the community in a way that he felt they weren't being served. So I thought that was pretty amazing that he he spent millions on that. Like, he didn't just say, hey, I want to buy this property. I'm cool. Like, he started investing in, in the community. He also launched, as we mentioned last episode, as he launched this space for a STEM program um, for his hometown called Victor 90, which was basically bringing people from his community into Silicon Valley. So giving back, pushing, like pushing people from the hood, essentially, to Silicon Valley because he realized that that was that was the wave of the future. Also, outside of the plaza, which we talked about, he invested in real estate and in real estates in ways with DJ Khaled specifically on an investment Sorry, my notes, y'all. <laughs> that um, there's this place in Silima- Silicon, um, I'm not Silicon, child, in Santa Monica. It was a 162-room luxury beach hotel. He invested in, in it with DJ Khaled. So he was really doing things like that I, don't, I think a lot of us just didn't realize. So it was really amazing to see that he owned his masters because Ray mentioned that um, in our conversations. And I'm thinking if it was on the pod or not. And I thought it was pretty amazing because masters are not owned by artists historically. I mean that. And then you brought up the mixtape. If you go to his uh, marathon clothing website, they're selling, um, which I know a lot of people think is expensive, like T-shirts for fifty dollars, mm-hmm. long sleeves for a hundred dollars, like all. But I mean, you know, but for <laughs> right, a right, quote unquote rapper, right, right. all of this stuff he was doing for a lot of money, mm-hmm. but you realize where that money is going to. I had a friend who said that when he went down there and visited the store, everybody within like a mile radius had Crenshaw Hmm. clothing on. Wow. All the homeless people. There was even a story where this lady shared that her husband worked as like um, a repairman for the lights Mm -hmm. and um, always like came home and said like the the shop owner was really nice to me, would Mm. give me um, snacks, give me water, make sure I was good called him the shop owner and wow. then um, basically said he came home one day and he was crying because he realized that the man who owned the shop was Nipsey Hussle and he passed mm. away. Mm. So that's just the type of person he was. He was the first person I ever I interviewed. I was about to say that like you have which, a connection to, yeah. to him. It was pretty amazing to see the key. He touched people beyond L.A. Yeah. In a way. No, one friend told me he was the like his new favorite rapper. This was 10 years ago mm-hmm. and he was coming to Seattle. His first performance. I had a friend who knew him. Wow. Somebody told me was like, you need to start doing interviews. This is really early on in my career. Yeah. And I was like, okay, boom, let's make this happen. Nicest person in the world. That's what people are saying about him. Like was so nice. Every time kept in touch with his brother, just really yeah. respectful. Um, even got the homie to like get a feature from him and the way, like, wow. you know, if you pay, a lot of people don't know, but like if you pay a rapper for a feature, they just like do the little the 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 sixteen and they're done. This guy liked it so much that he did the sixteen and even hopped on the hook. I mean, wow. yeah, like every single time he's always been a stand up wow. guy. And then just to see every 
Like, we're really hurt. A lot of people are like, this is crazier than Tupac. I will say we didn't have social media back then. Exactly. So I think other people need to be mindful of that and pay respect to Tupac. I was really young when I was. Yes. And I think I love that you brought up Tupac because it was part of my thoughts when I was taking notes is Ray and I have been talking and we we like we honor him, obviously, you know, gone too soon. Definitely investing in the culture. But we weren't like the we weren't looking for the releases we weren't like a huge fan and i would say like i was more knowing more about him now i'm more of a fan of him now than i've ever been and it's interesting you bring up tupac because gray and i have talked about about the impact that he's had on the culture that because of social media i think it's been even heightened big like tupac obviously biggie another one you know they were gone too soon had an impact on the culture but in this case they're social media so like we have it continues beyond just saying, wow, I can't believe he's gone. Like it's retweets, posts, stories like we're just reporting on. Like it's pretty amazing to just to hear his journey. And, you know, I want to say also that we are thinking about Lauren London. Um, you know, she, she, he's, he's gone. And that's the mother of her, the father of her child. So, and they were so in love like that. It, it It's just sad. Wait, but did Tupac and like Biggie have things like what Nipsey was doing no. though? And, and that's another right. thing too, where right. it's like, okay, I that's do want to pay say. respects in that way, where it's like we can't compare the two. Mm-hmm. Obviously, people just compare certain things, but um, at the end of the day, what Nipsey was doing was really important. Not even for like in his music, mm-hmm. in the way he was spending his money, what he was teaching us. Yes, um, you know, so almost, you know, almost silently, just. Very like humbly, almost, almost yeah. silently, like he wasn't loud about what he was doing in a way that I thought and in reading, I'm like, he could be he could have been. But it was it was, it's pretty amazing. Did you see what what his mother, the video of his oh, mother? I didn't watch the video, but I did see that she had said something. On the Yo, video. like I didn't know that was his mom at first because I kept seeing that video and people were like, oh, she's so amazing. Listen to her. But to hear that, that's who where he came from i i get it now she was like don't be sad like don't be afraid of death right like he taught us so much and she talked about the way he was like his aura his glow even though down to the way he smelled was just incredible and you could see that like amazing amazing man i don't think um the culture will ever be the same after this because this is just something that you don't understand mm-hmm. because he's putting so much good into the world. And we are taught, especially now, like you give what you get. Right. And and I think that's the biggest part of the way that his death, for lack of a better term, has gone viral. You know what I mean? He's been able to reach people who probably had no idea who he was or like us um, to, to take it further than what you said. Like we it wasn't that we weren't big fans. We weren't really fans at all because we didn't just we didn't have much of a reference point for him for his Mm -hmm. music yeah it's definitely not for his activism in the community and i think that that's the amazing part of this that i've had to kind of like realize and grapple with since his death because at first i'm gonna be honest my knee-jerk reaction was like i don't know much about this guy like why is it 
literally like all my timeline on Instagram mm-hmm. is Nipsey Hustle. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense because, okay, he was nominated for a Grammy. Lots of people are nominated for Grammys. Yeah. But then as I read more about him and about his life and about the things that he's done, I was like, okay, this makes sense. And I think that it's such a good thing that this is happening because I think that there's a lot of positivity to be taken from this really negative event that's happened. And that's all we can do at this point. Right. It's so sad. I'm like, and then I was just like, you know, on a little bit more of a surface level, the pictures of like he, him and Lauren, I'm like, they took really good pictures together. That was like a couple, like I'm couple like, weeks everything. before. I'm Did like, you see the, everything. the GQ video they when were, they were asking yeah. the questions? Yes. That reminded me of me and my fiance so much. I was like, yeah, we hella know each other, but he's just <laughs> doing this shit because I want to fucking do it. And right. that's what you see in the pictures is like, all right, let's do your little fucking photo yeah. shoot. Even though it's for GQ. Q. It's like let's just do this little yes, shit. Like, but it looked so good. I was like, oh, okay. Beautiful I'm like, couple. I'm really getting it. Like I'm I'm getting that the, the impact of this occurrence and what has happened in the aftermath is so much bigger than I thought it was, and ultimately even so much bigger than Nipsey really. Mm-hmm. And I you know, again, I hope that there can be a lot of positivity that comes out of it, especially for young people who I know, are watching. Let's let's I'm about to cry. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, of, that's so amazing. <laughs> so well we've been talking about people who are um very good with money and who um, are geniuses to a certain degree. And we'll have to add Mackenzie Bezos to that list. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Get it, yes. boo. So Third Ma- richest woman <laughs> yes. in the world. Okay. So Mackenzie Bezos, Jeff Bezos is now, um, I guess, because I think the divorce is actually finalized. His ex-wife is walking away with $35 billion. That's Ooh. billion with a B. Um, so the there's, bitch, can I have five? Let me get a thousand. Okay, bitch, let me get 500. You know, okay. so where's she at? They're conflicting reports about where, Bainbridge or some shit <laughs> on the water, yeah. on the boat. Yeah. <laughs> They're conflicting reports about, um, where she is on the list of like richest women or whatever. Like I've heard third, I've heard, third. I've heard fourth. I heard third more than I heard fourth. Bitch, I'm not on the top 10. So yeah. she good. <laughs> top I ain't 10. even in the top thousand. <laughs> So um, it's crazy because she announced this on Twitter. And what she basically said was she announced that she announced the the settlement of their divorce on Twitter, not the thirty five point six billion dollars. I think people did some math because what she said basically was that she was happy to be giving her ex-husband 75 percent of their stock in Amazon, along with voting control of her shares. Um, so as I read more about this, I'm like, okay, she also relinquished to him all of her interest in the Washington Post and the Blue Origin Aerospace Company. Um, so again, you know, this puts her somewhere in the top five of the richest women in the world. And it's crazy to me because even after this loss, if we're going to call it an L for um, Jeff Bezos, he's still the richest man in the world. <laughs> I just have to tell you, everyone in this room and everyone listening <laughs> that their divorce was an example. And the reason why I say that is because they were together for 20 some years and they were able to walk away from a marriage for 20 some years and not do it messy and yes, she got money and she's top five richest woman in the world. Like, 
she was able, they were both able to not like drag each other in the media and, you know, this, that, and the third. But I actually, in my research, I learned that they actually had these things. I don't know if y'all know about this, but divorce coaches. Mm. So there's a group of of professionals who aim to make the emotionally daunting divorce process a little bit more bearable. And they are called divorce coaches. So these people are basically saying that they come in these streets while you're at the table saying, I need five million. You get 10 million. I need seven. What about eight? What about nine? All those things. I want the kids. I want the house. I want the boat. I want all these things. They are here to coach in a way, almost like a uh, an expert in the field. Like um, I, the more I write about the, the the role, if you will, it's almost like a um, a person to like diffuse a situation. So if they a feel therapist. like it's getting to a point, like <laughs> hey, a therapist, like hey, uh, okay, it's getting to the point we need a break, you know, or you know, this is this feels like an argument we need to diffuse it by exiting that this part of the conversation. So I just want to say that they they had coaches. Uh, and when you think of it of a divorce, most of it, it it has psychological and emotional and communication um, components. You know, I've never been through a divorce, but I have been a child of a divorced family, so I know that it. My parents went through a divorce that was messy, and we didn't have billions, millions, thousands, bitch, and it was messy. <laughs> so the fact that they were able to do this outside the headlines, I would say we need to cheers to them. And Mackenzie is in these streets. Probably out here on boats. Just know that, girl, I am here for a happy hour. And right? I and here we are. Holla. Okay, okay. Invest in Whatever me, bitch. Whatever you need, girl, we'll be your coach <laughs> in these streets. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like when you get to a certain level or like a certain dollar amount, though, it's kind of like drag for what? Even though I mean, I know it was it was the circumstances leading up to the divorce yeah. were pretty messy. Even though we don't know what she knew, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like. Who knows? She may have already known what was going on. It's just it got messy and it hit the headlines. You know what I mean? Kind of like what we think about Wendy. We don't know what she was doing. So it's like, I don't know. I feel like um, did they really need to bring a coach in for that. But maybe they did. I mean, (laughs) when you got money and people are there to make up positions to take that money. Yes. It's like, damn, that's like a whole nother level. And also like, man, I'm the type of person I'm not a, I'm crazy, but I'm not like super crazy where it's like if you want to go and we've been doing this this whole time, like go on ahead, girl, like, I'm, not I'm in these streets. You. Like, let me update my LinkedIn pitch as a divorce <laughs> coach. Yes, I'm ready to collect them coins, Mackenzie. You, it seems like with hearing that, I didn't know that they had coaches. Yeah. Like you can literally make up whatever the fuck Seriously, you want to do. And be like, like I coached yes. blah, Arnold Schwarzenegger and blah, blah, blah. And yes. all these people. Like, And that's I, the thing. You know, they have resumes. Like, yeah, like, oh, which divorces were you coaching on? You can literally say that because you're not about to call homegirl and be like, did they help you with your divorce? Like, so I don't hey, know. Maybe they will. Street, boom, right here. We're about to start. We about to do a startup in these streets called get your coins yes there we go in or these protect streets. your coins <laughs> in these streets well i would say you know Mackenzie, you are cashing checks and living life and we want to just celebrate you another person we want to celebrate is britney spears and the reason why i say oh. that is in 20 2007 britney spears shaved her head and she was messy in these streets um and i would have to i would have to say that in 20 2007 like Social media wasn't is what it isn't what it is today. In 2007, 12 years later, she 
um, checked herself into a mental health facility. And this is coming off of what she canceled her residency in Vegas. Her dad was sick um, based on, you know, um, some surgeries. And an eyewitness spotted Britney Spears attending a meeting in L.A. a few weeks ago. And at one point, she was seen using the bathroom and looked completely confused at what was going on. Sean Andrews, who was employed by a public relations company and also confirmed as an eyewitness, said that she looked like she didn't do her hair in weeks. Um, And... I'm I'm sharing this because I think it's important to kind of share mental health is important to take it's important to take care of yourself and the, in this case Andrews clarified that the confer- the firm that he he works for the public relations firm he doesn't Britney Spears does not work for the firm work with the firm rather he also has no idea why she was in the bathroom on the floor and he stated that the employees were concerned about her state of mind so she checked herself in um, and it's been rumored that since her father, you know, had issues with his, his health, it has really brought her back to the space of instability. And I think that we need to be reminded that her father stepped in when she was unstable in 2007. So she sees, I believe she sees him as a rock in her stability and her, in her like just life. So to see the idea of him potentially, could have happened, passed away. I think that it really struck her. Struck her. So I, I would love to hear the tables converse like thoughts on this. But I really believe that Britney Spears just needs her dad right now, and it's sad. And I would love to hear your thoughts. Right? What do you think? Or actually, let's go to Casey. She's more important. <laughs> Casey, what do you think? First of all, I love Britney Spears. Yes. I will always stand for her, and. I think she just needs her time. Like, she doesn't owe us anything. I hate how the media at this still like 2019 is like prying into her business and like making herself making her seem like she's crazy or whatever it is. Like, we already been there, done that. Like, let's move on. Let's respect this queen. She set the tone for a lot of shit. Yeah, for sure. Leave Let's leave her alone. <laughs> I love yes, yes, leave her Chris alone <laughs> and just fucking let her handle her family shit. She is not one of these messy people like Wendy who is just uh, like oh, <laughs> doing all this crazy shit, making up dumb excuses for right, why like, she's right. in a crippled chair at fucking Walmart and shit like that. Did you watch that? Sorry, I didn't Did mean you, to say crippled chair. No, I know what you mean. Though. Chair. Yeah, sorry. she was in her little jazzy chair, and she made a sorry ass excuse for it. What'd you yes. think of that excuse? I was like, bitch, are you serious? It was Tell 4 us about the fucking yes, shit with yes. your husband. Tell us about the oops, baby. Yes, <laughs> like stop, stop, stop. But. Just leave Britney Spears alone. Let her handle her shit. She's been through so much, but she's also given us so much. Mm. And I think it's that time. Like these pop stars from back in the day have grown up and have become something else. And we just owe it to them. We owe it to them. And I also have to say that the cultural conversation around mental health has changed significantly since 2007. Like there is this, there's no longer, I I believe there still is a small stigma, but it's not as, dominant in the headlines as it used to be like i feel as though like justin bieber came out and said that he struggles with his mental health and you know Demi lovato and selena gomez and Lindsay lohan and i think that we it's important to acknowledge that and say that in 2007 like we weren't at the space that we are today that going to therapy and talking about your mental health was okay and i think that it's 
like you said, Casey, like leave Britney alone. And also shout out to Kevin Federline because they were going through, you know, a messy, you know, alleged, I'm not trying to get sued in these streets, alleged, you know, um, renegotiation of his support. Oh, okay. Um, based on his income needed to, to provide the level of, you know, life that he, that Britney was. And he stepped in and he said, you know what? I'm going to take the two kids. Go, go handle yourself. And I'm going to take the kids. Let's not make this messy. So I shout out to him too. And I think that's just important to like mental health is, I believe the most, one of the most important things to ever talk about. No, I agree. And when I first heard this, I did kind of have have a cynical view where I was just kind of like, Oh my God, again. You know what I mean? And I was like, I remember when she had canceled, um, was she doing a tour or was it a res- residency. residency? So she had a new residency she was going to announce and then she did announce. She went on Ellen and there was this huge splashy thing. And then like shortly thereafter, she's like, I'm canceling it. And people were like, oh, is she mentally unstable again? And it's like, oh, you know, her dad is ill. And to your point, Jay, um, I think that there is something to be said for that, that I think she really does. She really does look at her father as being like, a stability point for her. And I think there's also something going on here that we don't really talk about, about celebrity and how celebrity really can fuck people up. Nowadays, like oh more my gosh. than ever. Yes. Like, I, I don't it's want crazy. to be more known because I'm okay over here. I don't I, you talking about me. I agree. I've said that. So I'm like, give me the money. Yeah. <laughs> Keep that fame. That yeah. fame is a weird thing. And, um, last week, um, Jay, you said something interesting um, that I think you had seen somewhere where it was like, are we suffocating Beyonce? Where it was like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like she was at that award show and people were coming up to her and they're like in the audience and they're taking selfies and she's just kind of like not wanting to be the bitch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who, you know, doesn't appreciate her fans. So I think that there is a part of that that's going on, too. Same thing with Justin Bieber, where it's like when these people don't have a chance to be children. Because these are people who have been famous since they were young. It does something to you. And it's, it's you know, it's really the ones. And I don't know how Britney's parents were when she was coming up. But it, usually it's the ones who their parents are a little bit more strict. And it's like they have, you know, a little bit more of a line delineated between like, okay, I'm like still your parent, thing. even though you're making <laughs> all this money. Yeah. They're the ones who seem to be a little bit more well adjusted. But I think that, you know, that even that only goes so far. And I've never been a huge Britney stan, but to your point, Casey, she is a legend. Absolutely. Like, there, there, there's no other way for you to describe her. Like, she has done things that really definitely has paved the way for a lot of the mm-hmm. artists that we see now. So Sometimes that's my cut. Yes. I love that. <laughs> yeah. In the zone Sometimes with Sometimes I run, Yes, bitch. that was my favorite. Like I still bitch, listen to TRL. that one by myself. That's the TRL days, bitch. And when she wore okay. all white on the pier. Yeah, no, I was like, um, I used to go to Sam Goody. Yes, Sam Goody. Come my through. mom would drop me off at the mall every Saturday with yes. twenty dollars. Yes, and I could you buy whatever I wanted. And I used to go like before she would pick me up. I would go um to Sam Goody and look at like what the releases were. Yeah, and I bought that single not knowing yes. who she was because I think it was like number two or number one. Yes. I was like, all right. Boom, bought it. Next week, it was like everybody was on Britney Spears. So I love her. I'm I'm a boy band. Yes. Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera yes, kind of gal. Like, that's my life. 90s. So, 
yeah, and early absolutely. 2000s. <laughs> I mean, I just want to say that mental health is very important. It's important for you, anyone, me, you, everyone at this table, everyone listening, really to check in with yourself and to see what's good, what's bad, and how. And and you know, therapy may not be for everyone, but it is definitely important to see if it is for you. So. Shout out to Brittany for knowing that it's a moment and for her to check herself in and knowing that and, you know, having the, the support system to do such. So that, my girlfriends, is unfiltered and unbothered. Now moving into <laughs> un, um, shuffle and repeat. So what's on your playlist, bitch? Yeah, you guys had some some music. <laughs> oh, that's me, bitch. But wait, no, because we have to mention that Cardi B celebrated the first anniversary of <laughs> in, Invasion of Privacy, claiming that she was not going to wear panties all day that day. She's still getting wet down there. <laughs> yeah. she, bitch, the one year this anniversary, I ain't wearing panties. First of all, I can't believe girls are out here not. <laughs> Not wearing panties like <laughs> that shit I'm, I'm gonna tell you as a female no i mean I, bitch i mean i, I get moist a, down there i'm sorry does. i'm not about to not be wearing panties throughout the day okay oh but while we're speaking of that i will say that sounds I've like a been, situation i've been very <laughs> very um vocal about women buying organic products lately mm, yes. um it's a very very important thing and i'm not gonna stop talking about it so i'm just gonna let you guys know right now yes, do your best Buy organic tampons, buy organic sanitary oh, shit, I never products. Yo, exactly. We don't think about it, but there's so many chemicals women. In everything. Yeah, there's so many women out here who have fibroids, who are infertile. Yes. And we get to a certain age and it's like, what's going on? Oh, fibroids. What causes fibroids? The doctor boom, will tell boom, you. Boom. No, the the doctor don't know. The doctor oh, doesn't shit. have an answer for you. But we need to start Okay, fuck the doctor. What am I doing? Yeah, what are we doing? We are wearing these always pads and always tampons mm, and yes. these stay blah, 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 blah. And it's like we are putting these objects down in our most intimate. Po- I never even thought about that. Body parts. That is so. What are we deep. doing to our fucking selves? Yo, especially a tampon because that's literally going it's inside all the way your up. body. I'm a pads kind of girl. I will yeah. say that. <laughs> it's like putting a diaper inside and, your body. And underwear too. Like I know women who buy underwear sexy underwear and then they just put it right on put that thong on you ain't even wash that shit that that color that bleach whatever is on there you need to understand that these things lead to certain things so again as we're speaking about not wearing panties that is please wear organic but when when the end of may happens and you see (laughs) us um in these streets and you see you see myself (laughs) Um, celebrating our one year anniversary, I may not be wearing panties. <laughs> I hope you won't be wearing panties. I mean, that's just like a personal. Well, you nasty as fuck. Okay, so unfiltered, unbothered. First things first. So Jordan Sparks and Elijah Blake. So Jordan Sparks, she won American Idol. Um, bitch, many moons ago, titties, titties just hit that. Um, Elijah Blake, I, I really don't know what he did in these streets, but. He was featured on Spark's latest last album, Right Here, Right Now, which was not my shit, um, on a song that was called Unhappy. And he also contributed to multiple other projects with her, but they released an EP called 1990. So I thought it was cute that they pay homage to the 90s because I know that everyone at this table loves the 90s, 2000s because it's just, it's like, it's a moment. It's a movement. It's... You know, it's our culture. It's 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 our generation. You know, it's bitch. I was just listening to the 90s um, playlist on iTunes like I had my moment. 
when um, Kelly Price came on. Okay. <laughs> so my favorite song on this album, Ego, was a good song. Um, and I really love Jordan Sparks. But I would say that this wasn't a good representation of where she, what she should be doing. It was a good representation of where she's at. Um, also, Liar Liar is good. But overall, the album, the EP rather, I would say I would give it a three out of five. Did you even listen to it? Ray? <laughs> I want to know what you think. I mean, um, so I only listened to it once and I'm not really fond of where Jordan is. I really like Jordan Sparks. I always have. We watched American Idol like all the way up until like, I don't know, maybe season 10. Um, and she's one of the better contestants and better winners who were, who have ever been on that show, but she's in this weird space of just kind of like, and I love R and B too, but I'm just like, I really loved when she was doing more pop music. So like her first album, I didn't care for it. The second one was the one that really got me, which was really pop. And I kind of want to see her go back to that as opposed to this it's not horrible but it's just kind of like this is just something i would listen to and listen to once and maybe if it pops up in the playlist i'll listen to it but i'm not going and like liking it and putting it on a playlist that i'm making i didn't I mean, listen to it low key low key <laughs> i didn't even know this shit was released it released it Bitch. Okay, low key. I didn't know it was released until I watched this like a footages. Of, okay, footages. Yes, on YouTube. <laughs> Bitch. Yes. And I was like, oh, okay. Like they released the EP in these streets. Okay. Well, from one EP that sounded, you know, okay to a song that sounds recycled. So J Lo said. I am going to level up your life and I'm going to give you a song that sounds like the song you listened to when you were in college. So she released a song called Medicine that sounds like Get Right. So, and asterisk, it was not produced by Rich Harrison. And Rich Harrison, if you don't know him, he is a producer that released One Thing. Uh, He released a song what was the song with Eve? Um, Tambourine. Uh, oh, no, that wasn't him. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm on these streets giving him credit for that wasn't his song. But he released like the like heavy, per- heavy percussion, you know, definitely very DMV vibes. And this song, the reviews of the song said that it could, it sounded like Get Right. And it said it could be, it, it favored the previous singles Get Right and that, from 2005 and that it could it was heavy percussion and it was familiar to old school fa- old school fans but as i mentioned it was not produced by Rich Harrison it was re- re- produced by Stargate so can we talk about copyright a low key in these streets <laughs> uh medicine i would say i don't hate it but i don't need it <laughs> she's on a radio promo tour she was on the breakfast club for this song oh i know i believe it yeah i was like yo like yeah. i thought that movie hustlers already came out <laughs> because yeah. the way she's on like promo like come on j-lo but i love her well the thing that that jay left out is that um apparently she's on um la reed's oh, yeah. new label so oh, what's it called because 
hits something. Hits some, hits go. Hits go. I interviewed some little boys from really. Yeah. Oh, Project interesting. Two one five. Oh, oh, they're, they're from, from Philly. Philly. I was about to say, wait, two one five. That's yeah. Philly. <laughs> little babies. <laughs> but yeah, so um, <laughs> for anybody who who do, what did you just say? Twelve years off. Off off the mic. <laughs> Like, I can tell I you're not talk, <laughs> talking into the microphone. That's fine. Um, so I don't know for anyone who doesn't know. And even though you have to pee, I have to say. So like L.A. Reid was caught up in a little bit of mess um, with like an assistant or someone who was trying to say that he had been inappropriate with her. But then um, he was um, uh, he was very calculating and he disappeared <laughs> and you didn't hear anything about him. And then he left Electra, which I think was the label that he was on. Um, he left there and then he started this thing kind of quietly. Um, and this is the, this this is the blitz We're I think we're only going to see more and more artists that are going to end up coming out on this new label venture of his but as, regarding this song it's not terrible it's okay it does sound a lot like get right i'm not surprised um it's very urban so like it's it's one of one of jlo's urban releases and it'll be interesting to see if it actually resonates or not um in the current climate of music with you know all the mumble rap and the ariana grandes of the world um but i mean again i didn't hate it what it's, do you guys think of her okay. as far as her music like ariana no j-lo she's never really been like the <sighs> musical kind of person she no, can dance her ass right. off she's a, a entertainer video, for sure like but her yeah. singing <laughs> yeah her singing is just it's just okay for me dog <laughs> it's like um she's not uh, she has talent how's french's verse on this song it's okay, it's okay. okay. it wasn't amazing it wasn't amazing, um, but I mean, it, again, it, it's it's not a bad song. It's just kind of mediocre. J Lo, J Lo is like the <laughs> wine that's on sale. It's really great, but it was a deal. Mm. Okay, so um, that is my J Lo song. Now, um, I'm sorry, but I have to go pee really bad, so I'm gonna pass this mic to Ray. We heard you. You should probably just go and pee. Let go. Go ahead. Yeah, you should. Oh my god, this is the first time you've ever like left the mic like during the show. It's, it's okay. like drink champs. <laughs> so I'll take this time while um some a certain someone's relieving themselves to talk about Khalid. So Khalid has released his sophomore album. It's called Free Spirit. Um, anyone who listens to the pot regularly um, probably remembers and knows that. Um, I think I can speak for Jay and say that neither of us are really huge Khalid fans. Um, I know when his first album came out, I personally kind of felt, and I'm I'm older even, as listeners will know, than Jay is. Um, and I felt like it wasn't for me. In a way, it was kind of like, you know, okay, this is cool, but it's not like... Location, I loved. Let me clarify that. Location was the shit. But when I listened to the rest of the album, I was like, okay, I don't know what this is. And then I heard him sing live and I was like, he needs um, some lessons <laughs> and he, need, he needs to hone his craft. For as big as he is, he's huge. I yeah, think he's I know, like he is. playing he's so Tacomadome. Yeah, because like the last time he was here, I think maybe he might have been at, what's the place, the amphithe- the outside place? Oh, the um, White Marymore? River? Marymore. Oh, damn. I think he was at yeah, Marymore. Yeah, he's super big. I know that like, Cube plays him like every yes, hour. Yes, he is huge. He's huge. Uh, He's he, so SNL, big. He did yes, SNL. Yes, and I love the Normani song. Um, that's a really good one. But the new album just came out, and I have to say, I'm so shocked. I listened to it, and I was like, I'm kind of into this. 
Oh, what? Yeah, okay. I'd say that the song I really like for me was um, a song that was released um, ahead of the album coming out, which is Talk. Which yeah, is, that's the song they play. Yeah. All, I listen to Cube just to like study uh-huh. and like listen to what they're doing. And yeah. literally every time I put yes. on Cube, I love you guys, but i love that song it's him and um disclosure which i i, I i'm in and out with disclosure um they're like a production duo but yeah no i really like that song well i would say that the album so i read a bunch of reviews about colored's album and it this one album really this one review really struck me i'm not going to credit them because we're not friends um <laughs> but they said that like so many emerging pop stars trying to be a voice for the next generation, i.e. Billy Eilish, Dominic, 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 Fiki, Billie I don't Eilish. know him. I don't know him. <laughs> um, a selling point is that his music is genreless. So he has no edge and he sounds like an R&B singer without the sex and a pop singer without the fun. So it was really interesting to hear this review because I really feel like it it, it kind of summarized my thoughts on him as an artist as I I after like one or two songs I got bored cuz I was like okay like he has released an, a single every 3 weeks and I feel like we've heard him on featured or or whatever in this album as a, a as a, a project I got bored with his music <laughs> and I just got to a point where I was like there was this one song called "Bitch." What was it called? Um, "Don't Pretend." And I was like, "I gotta stop, bitch! I cannot pretend like I actually <laughs> care." This album is—it's a free spirit for sure, bitch. I feel like he is high, drunk, and catering to the white people. Oh my god! Now I need to listen to it because two different <laughs> reviews. I love it. I don't know. I think he's more of like mm. a pop star than like an R and B person. Because R&B people are definitely not going to be um, performing at, like, the Tacoma Dome. Um, But I don't I don't really listen to him. He had a few cuts that like. So how I find my music is like on um, iTunes playlists. Okay. And I'll listen to like hot hip hop, hot R&B. And his a few of his songs have been on there. And I really like those because those are like the selected. So then, you know, you go to the artists after you hear them and you're like, let me hear what else they have. And mm-hmm. honestly, not too many. You're like, Oh, well, this yeah. doesn't sound like the songs that I heard on that. Yeah. Playlist. Like obviously <laughs> those are singles. Have you heard of a guy named pink sweats though? Yeah. yeah. We He's like from, pink sweats. He's from Philly. Is he? I, yeah. that now over Khalid. I like, yeah. I like, I like pink sweats. I feel like pink sweats, pink sweats is exactly what you need for this like moment. And pink sweats, we reviewed his last EP, his EP a few episodes back. Hennessy. Yeah. Was it Hennessy? I don't remember, child. Hennessy and Coke. And part he, two. part two. Yeah. And he's from Philly. And I love that he's fluffy. And Khalid feels like he's kind of fluff, but not fluffy. And he has the the, the fade, like, high top, um, like Gumby. Um, <laughs> <laughs> low key in these streets. If you don't know who Gumby is, bitch, you need to stop listening to us and Google <laughs> what Gumby is in these streets. But I just would say, like, Khalid, to me, I just feel like he needs a moment of, like, stepping away and not being on every single 
iTunes new music nah, list. I'm gonna let y'all know right now. Now that I work in radio, I'm like, oh, I, I understand this is this is a game. This isn't oh, a hobby for anymore. Sure. So yeah. now I'm kind of getting it and seeing like how much we play him, yeah. and to see that he is playing at such a large venue. As I keep mm-hmm. mentioning, it's like, oh, it's like industries. Oh, it totally is. Stuff like that. He's a great artist, but then again, is he making the music that he wants to? Yeah. You know? Um, so yeah. I don't know. Great artist. Yeah. Um, but Well, that's I need the to thing. If you project. listen if you listen to location to me and in my mind and in my ear, that really is an R and B song. It may not be mainstream Absolutely. or like you know, R and B what a lot of people are thinking when they think of R and B, but too, that's though. an R and B and yeah. talk feels R and B even talk though is like and that's the crazy thing is disclosure. The, the two white British guys mm-hmm. who are in Disclosure, they are kind of known for doing an R&B thing because they did a whole album with Mary J. Blige. Yeah, so it's see? like it's very and, and that's interesting to hear you say that. And I would take that one step further and say that the streaming game is also a game. Oh, no. Not, trust me. I'm learning yeah, that along with this radio game for sure and then being in Seattle. It's like. Yeah. Oh, you know, I from being very independent with all my creativity and mm-hmm. everything that I've done and been able to produce to going into a market like I'm not discrediting it or saying it's a bad no, world. No, it's just different. It's just different. Yeah. I, you don't have much of a say. So other right. people are in control and it is the truth for sure. And that's the thing. It's like people go into these streaming services thinking, oh, you know, I'm just, you know, I have an account and I'm a subscriber and I'm in control. And it's like, but you're not really, because when you're listening to those playlists, someone's making a decision to put those songs on those playlists. And it's like, what is behind those decisions? And it's kind of, it's it's very congruent to what happens on the radio. Exactly. That is a word. Look at Ray Ray using his words, bitch. Okay, in these streets. (laughs) Thesaurus. So anyway, in the waning minutes of (laughs) Shuffle and Repeat, I'm only going to mention Sarah Bareilles has an album out because I'm a fan. Who? <laughs> Casey's like, who are you talking about? I'm about to Google. I'm about Bitch, to, I low key, I low key listened to this album, and I told Ray that first I felt name that pops up when I put it in. Sarah Huckabee. No, hold on, isn't she I, a comedian? No, bitch. <laughs> No, I low-key listened to this <laughs> album, and I felt like I needed to go to therapy three hours later. Like really? I was like, this album is depressing as fuck. And then Ray's trying to get me in these streets the week of my birthday to go to see her in concert. He done bumped his coochie, because I am not going to be um, two-stepping at this depressing-ass concert. <laughs> so Sarah Bareilles, for anybody who's wondering, she Man. she wrote Waitress, which is a Broadway show. So that's one of the things she's done more recently. Um, she was also in the TV production of um, Jesus Christ Superstar, which we didn't watch, but she was in that. All of um, this feels very caucasian. First of all, I thought she was <laughs> Jordan Peele's wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the one from Brooklyn Nine-Nine or whatever that show yes, is called. Yes, <laughs> tell me. No, come on. That's they do look Come on. <laughs> That's her. <laughs> and she also, Brave was the most recent hit that she had, which was a song which was actually really good. We can go even further back. She had like Love Song. And there's like a lot of songs she had. She's, she definitely skews a little bit more adult contemporary, I guess, for lack of a better like way to describe her, the genre where she lives musically. But I like this album, but I kind of like sad albums. 
you know, it sets a mood. It wasn't what I was expecting from her at this time. And it was interesting because she released like three songs ahead of the release, which started to make me think like, well, what's going on with her and like with her label? And I'm like, well, no, she has to be doing well because Waitress is a huge hit. And with her being involved in that, she wrote all the music for that. Like she's got to be making like some serious money. Um, But this album, again, was definitely not what I was, was expecting because her last album was really, really great. And I wouldn't say that on first or second listen that I would say this one is great. It's not horrible, but it's definitely sad. It's somber. I won't say sad. I'll say it has a lot of somber moments. I would say that it's sad. (laughs) I think that it ends ends the unfiltered, I mean, unshuffle and repeat in a really great way. Now, moving on to what had happened was, because there are some stories in this shit where I had to scratch my head and be like, oh... So, um, there's a story and I think a lot of people probably would know what happened just from me describing it. So, um, there's a woman and her name is Leda Janique Lee. Um, I will not even begin to tell you how that's spelled. It has about half the letters of the alphabet in it. Um, but she is a woman who you may have seen in a video. She was, um, in Dallas, Texas, um, and she was in an altercation. She's a black woman. She was in an altercation with a black with a white man. And what you see on the video is the two of them in a verbal altercation. You can't really hear what's being said. And then um, La Dejanique pulls her phone out to take a video. And then the man swats the phone out of her hand and then at some point kicks the phone. What? And then Ladajanique then goes to hit him and then he then hits her five times. And like when I say he hit her like she was another man. He was big as fuck. And he was so much bigger than she is. And I remember seeing the video where I was like, what the fuck is going on? Who is recording this? Because whoever you are, you're a fucking dirtbag. Because Uh why are you not intervening? And there was this whole thing where it's like, okay, what happened? What's going on? And then come to find out a few weeks later that the first charges that were filed in this case were against her. Uh Because in retaliation, she went and smashed his windows on his car because of the assault that happened. And it's created this stir. Obviously, it's, it's... it's, you know, further this narrative of um, the justice system and unfair treatment of people based on their race. So I was just interested in hearing what two of you think about this. First of all, this fucking popcorn <laughs> is incredible. Yes. I am a popcorn lover, a popcorn appreciator, and this popcorn is amazing. Um, but Casey, it sounds like you actually did watch the video. Yeah, so I talked it about this went viral. a few weeks ago okay. on the uh, Miss Casey Carter Tea of the Week podcast. Because, like you said, there is somebody recording this and just, like, providing commentary and posting it to social media. And I feel like we live in this world star culture now where it's like, let's just film things and not defend the people um, that are we're filming. And it's funny to me because there's a video on um, some guy bringing some barrier into the mm. train in New York. Like, did oh, you guys yes, see yes, that? Yes, that yes, big yes, yes, iron yes, barrier? Yes, yes. And they're all just helping this Just man. letting him. But like, okay. there was like an old lady kicked on the train a few weeks yeah. ago. And you guys just like, you didn't help her. You didn't help and her. And I know those are two different kind of situations. But at the same time. It's the same passenger. You helped uh-huh. this man bring this thing. Right. It feels like didn't there's this prevent gap there. It. Right. Yeah. So for that woman. Fuck that. I would have fucked everything up. Okay. Don't ever, don't ever, because I will 
fuck you up. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. but yeah, no, it's fucked up. It's a sad situation. I wish more people would step in. I'll get hit for to to defend somebody else. I don't care. I'm at that point in life where it's like I don't care. Go ahead and do something to me. And it's um, like what's not okay. like you can't allow you can't sit back and allow things to happen and then complain that they're happening. Like uh, ultimately- And those are the exact same people. That that's the exact same girl. Um and what happened to her is very fucked up. Like mm. we have so many men in this world who are doing these things on um video. Like that's yes, besides right. what I'm ta- what we're talking about as far as like filming it like no, we need to stop men um. grown men doing this to women. There was a video that I shared on Twitter that there was an Indian woman talking about, yeah, there are men out there who watch us, who lust after us, who've never seen a naked woman. So when they see us, they want us mm. or whatever. It's not people who need to protect women. It's people who need to teach men. Boom. This is we don't need protection. We got all the shit. Fuck that. I will exactly. fuck you up. Because then that really is putting it back on the woman. Exactly. You know, teach the young men not to disrespect women. That is never okay, regardless of what they say to you to ever put hands on a woman in any inappropriate way, whatever it is. So and that's the thing, too, because the way that this all started allegedly is that apparently she drove down the wrong. She rode down the She was riding the wrong. So pissed about it. Right. And then he confronts her. It's like, why are you? First of all, why are you confronting her about that? Like. (laughs) <laughs> like if you want to call authorities call authorities like mistakes happen she literally was dropping off her friend that would have been me because my right. ass don't give a fuck <laughs> I, I went down a one way but your stops right here bitch i'm i'm taking yeah. you the she's SUV. like fuck it yeah we're going yeah. has that been me <laughs> no fuck all that and and fuck the state of texas for even trying to charge her at the beginning right i know charges were dropped they for were her, yes but at the end of the day this is just dumb but this comes from texas yeah. the same state right now at this moment who is trying Boom. to give women um they're trying to give women death penalty for having abortions there's a bill right now currently happening i know this is so crazy to me because i will tell you guys i've never been a woman or a person who's ever been very vocal about mm. Um, women's rights women's I'm, I'm not a feminist i will mm. let that be known i'm not the fake like mm. vocal person yeah. but well the just, feminist movement is all fe- feminist movement is also very white exactly and i just won't i'm not that person i'm not going to pretend but i will say to see something like a bill that's trying to be passed where women are going to get the death penalty mm. for getting abortions is fucking insane i can't believe we live in this world right now where again we're not talking about what the fuck tampons and pads are doing to us it's just something swept under the rug and then you get fibroids and you're like we don't know where those come from that's so and then another world where we live where people will kill you from trying to prevent Mm. yourself from having a baby that you can't take care of Mm. maybe you got raped Mm -hmm. and got pregnant Maybe you understand you don't have the financial stability to have a baby. So you don't want to, you know, get on government assistance in the future. Like, wh- why can't we have the the right to choose what we're doing? I'm so sorry that I took it there. No, just, I, I love that so you sad. took it there because then my thing also is, um, you know, for all this talk of abortion and, um, you know, wanting to regulate women's bodies. The really important point that you just made is there is a reason for that. And if. The woman can't take care of the baby. You know, when the baby gets here, y'all aren't trying to take care of it when it gets here. 
You know what I mean? You're not trying to provide the type of assistance that's going to be needed for that. So it's just like a crazy fucked up situation. And it really, you would think that we would be leaps and bounds further than where we are um, globally. Um, but even in this country, that's Texas for you, though. Right. Exactly women's rights. Homegirl and... got char- like she was the first person to get charged with something. Exactly. That's so crazy. Like it's, it's just, I saw it you saw sense. the video. Exactly. The dude mashed the, her. I feel like I feel like videos don't matter because if you're not white, like the, the system is not here for you. And in this case, I really felt. It just was, it was honestly, I watched a snippet of the video. I couldn't watch the whole thing because it's, I've gotten to the point, as you mentioned earlier, with like this whole world star thing where I try not to give the videos going around on social media too much viewership because I feel like then we're just feeding in this culture of like messiness and like retweets and likes and all that stuff. Like we just need to like understand that this is not okay and we should not allow it to be okay. And it's our job to step in and make sure that people know that it's not okay. So if you see someone taping some foolery and some just stepping back and letting a fight happen, like, like call them out. Like, why are you taping this? Like, that's not okay. Like they're just as much wrong as the people that are engaging in this altercation or whatnot, because you are going to, post this you're gonna make this a quote viral moment to get retweets and likes and all these things like that's not okay none of this is okay none of it again world star like i know the the um person who like created world star Uh q he like passed away it's very sad i don't watch world star anymore no my fiance watches that shit and it pisses me the (laughs) fuck off you guys i have i cannot tell you he'll watch the fight videos and stuff like that and i'll be like Come on, bro. Like this, that culture is toxic. That's really And I like that you brought that up because it really, I feel like that really is a big part of this where it's like, this is spectator culture. Like what they did with Lauren London. They're, they fucking filmed her grieving, arriving at the hospital. I'm so glad the bitch had an Android because the shit was not quality. (laughs) I was like, thank God that this video is not quality. (laughs) because my god like i watched it and i was just like i would kill somebody if this was me arriving to the hospital as my significant other is passing away was killed not even passing away like he he died but you you took that upon yourself to film that and share that for clout and it's like we're in, in we're in a moment of life where people are reselling his his Nipsey's his you know his funeral yeah tickets. so it's like we are in a moment of like how can I come up how can I retweet how can it happen and I feel like this is getting a really dark space so I feel like we should pivot into a um a more happier space just ignore it no That's wait what a I will second say. are people people are scalping. <laughs> Yeah, they're because t- it sold out in like twenty minutes. I read that the um, Staples Center, which is crazy. Shout out to Karen Civil. She she tweeted like Nipsey was sold out the Staples yeah. Center in twenty minutes. I saw Amazing. that. Amazing. I love that. Um, but yeah, no people went straight to Craigslist and were like a hundred dollars, five hundred dollars for Fresh. tickets. Um, oh with everything God. going on with Nipsey, with all this negativity, I will say what we should do as a culture, and this is great words from Nipsey is. Let those clown people be clowns. 
Let's yes. stop giving them light. Let's stop sharing this stuff as much as we want to because we want to bring awareness to what situations are. I think what we need to do is really mm. stop embracing these situations yes. and laughing at them and letting people know that this is funny because it's really Or not. this is happening. Yeah, or this is happening because we live in a world where people just hop onto the bandwagon. So like if I share a situation that's fucked up as someone who has followers, people might see it and they want to read, they want to retweet. They want to share and be like, Casey thinks it's funny. Mm. This, this is kind of funny, you know, like not even thinking like what the impact they're doing, like their influencers with their, little amount of followers or something like that. So right. at the end of the day, let's stop giving light to all the negativity. Let's take the good word from Nipsey and really stop doing that. Yeah, no, I totally agree. This has been a really great conversation. I know. I, know. I feel like I can keep going. It just, I feel like it just <laughs> honestly, like having Casey here and being her being so like, just, you know, hashtag goals <laughs> it has turned into like a conversation oh. which is really great shut up hold on you guys oh yeah I you guys a gift. oh i love a good gift look at this casey for us. oh what but bitch. we've been drinking other shit oh yeah oh she We're said supposed to pop the bottle oh bitch yes <laughs> well i have to say like we're gonna move into a moment um which is our happy ending so our happy ending for listeners that may be just be joining us it is a moment for us to just kind of celebrate what quote or moment that is getting us through the week or spoke to us this week august started as raising these bitch popping bottles because we got bottle service bitch i know so i want to talk about happy ending (laughs) so my happy ending is believe in yourself a little more So this comes from someone who questioned things. Like for me, I question everything. Like for me, I question like why this happened, when this happened, if this happened, why, when did it happen? Why did it happen this time? Not that time. Is it, if it's going to happen, why is it happening? Like everything, even if it is presented to me in a way that is, feels very organic, I question why it was presented to me. And, you know, I, I, I think that through therapy, I've learned that it is me just not being able to be still and be present and be able to just accept because I like to, I'm, I'm a controller. I like to control (laughs) the narrative and, you know, Ray can laugh and shake his head all his long because we've been together for 12 years. So he's allowed to Casey, I hear you in these streets laughing. Because I'm very controlling. (laughs) (laughs) We the same. So I just think it's really important. Believe in yourself just a little bit more. And sometimes like, I think another quote to really, that speaks to me. And I've said this a lot is reasons seasons. So things happen for reasons things happen for seasons and I think that it's just important to acknowledge that and be be okay with that and that's people places and things it's not just you know oh I didn't get this job or oh I didn't I'm not friends with this person anymore like it's okay like you know believe in yourself reason seasons is my quote I think it's a moment I'm over in these streets about to cry uh, oh, you're getting emotional. <laughs> okay. I mean, no, I, I like, I love everything that you just said. I think that um, that's great. I love 
to hear you putting therapy into practice because, you know, why go if you're not going to do the things, if you're not going to use the tools? Um, (laughs) But I mean, there are some tools. Don't spend all our fucking money on that shit if you're not going to utilize it. Loki, thank you for translating. (laughs) I mean, there are some tools, too, that, you know, I'm trying to use as well. Um, But Casey, um, I'll let you go next and then I will finish us up. First of all, I didn't know I was supposed to bring. A oh, quote. my gosh. Did we not even like tell you? Well, um, it's, it's fine because usually I don't have one. No, I always have game ready. <laughs> oh, yes. Do that. <laughs> Yo, don't settle. Stay hungry on some real shit because this is something I'm really working on um, and definitely been inspired after the passing of Nipsey is like. We got to own our own shit. Yes. And you can't own your own shit by just lollygagging and doing the bare minimum. Okay. So really work mm. hard, stay hungry. Um, for me, it's very, it was very important. It still is important to never settle for less. Don't stop going. Yes. Um, and I will say all those things have been able to get me to where I'm at. So I don't know if that's like a long ass quote or whatever no, it is, no, but I'm no, trying to motivate is. y'all asses yeah, to, it. to keep going <laughs> because I truly believe you have everything in you to make whatever you want happen. Yes. Make your future. Okay. Um, for me, I don't really have like a quote, but I had a really tough day at like nine to five work today. And when I got home, you know, knowing that, you know, we had this to do, um, something that I kind of had to remind myself of was not to let a moment last for longer than it needs to. So I had a really tough time, a really tough interaction with someone And it very easily could have derailed my entire day and kind of did derail part of my day. Um, But I think that what we always need to remember is that, um, you know, it's only a moment and we don't need to harp on that and make it um, more than it needs to be. So that is a word. (laughs) That is a word for me. It is. That is a word for you. (laughs) Yes. So I love that. So. I would have to say before we exit stage left, I want to make remind you of where you can follow us at He Said He Said Pod on all of the social media platforms. Also, if you're looking for us on the good good um, podcast platforms, also find us at He Said He Said Pod or Ray or Jay at He Said He Said Podcast um, on Spotify. We want to thank our amazing guest Casey Carter. Thank you yes. guys. Yes, for this has me. been a pleasure. We need to cheers to I know. Okay, cheers to the, the you know, we all being these bitch. Okay, bitch, cheers. Yes. Okay. No, thank you guys. I love listening to your podcast. I crack up thank every so single much. time. <laughs> and what I really enjoy most is that I'm listening to people who live in the same city I do, yes. talking about different things. And again, you guys are so entertaining. So oh, thank you so, so much. I'm no. thinking if you if you <laughs> are looking for podcasts. To follow, please follow Casey Carter at Miss Casey Carter. I'm promoting every time. Okay. She (laughs) is in these streets all and she has all the things going on. She pushes out content on the daily. I'm always wondering if this bitch is on her toilet posting out shit because she is on these in these streets inspiring me at least to be better. So if she's inspiring me, she needs to inspire you. 
So follow her. We want to thank you for coming out to the Good Good Studio, a.k.a. our motherfucking apartment, bitch. You always say living room. This is definitely our dining room. Um, But (laughs) (laughs) and um, just to be clear, um, Casey, the glow up. Love it. That's one of the reasons that we chose some of the topics we chose leading the pod this week. Entrepreneurial spirit. Like it's so important. And um, we really appreciate what you're doing in, Thank you. in, in the Seattle area for for people who are on the come up and on the glow up. So oh, you said it. <laughs> I'm so glad we found each other. No, for sure. So. <laughs> yeah, and like that's why I have to say, like the glow up is really inspiring because it inspires people. So like you can hear you. It's a there's gems. Yes. But also, I owe it not to the guests, though. That's it. That not ain't just me. The, not just the glow up, like not just the glow up. Miss Carter, okay. Miss Casey Carter's tea is is the business too. Yes, kind of messy. I, and I haven't listened yet, but I'm going to. But if you're in, and, and they're short, so you can binge. Yes. on your commute and or whatever. Low key, Casey. If you're in Seattle, and I know we have a lot of listeners in Seattle. If you're in Seattle and you want us to know what's going down on the weekends, oh yeah, the Cube Post. Yeah, just keep following Q because, like yes. I said, big things pop in. Okay, I'm eager to hear about these big things. Yeah. Okay, because I'm ready for it. Because child, we like big things. <laughs> oh, girl, well, we want to thank y'all for guys. listening. <laughs> we love every one of you, and remember, if it ain't if it ain't messy, it ain't I don't know, guessy. <laughs> I thought you. Oh wait, you peed. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I've been drinking. I've been drinking. <laughs> Thanks so much. Thank you, Casey. Thank you guys. I gotta <laughs> yeah. pick up this popcorn. Off yes. Your <laughs> oh, you're fine. <laughs> Y'all have a good week. <laughs> <laughs>